This is a free download from Delancey Healing Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Healing Church building at the Banks and Councils in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyhealing.co.uk. Right, so thanks for um, coming along this evening. I thought um, we would just have a little look tonight at the concept of the Trinity. So just before we start, let me pray. Um, let's pray together. Father God, I thank you um, for your word to us, Lord. And I thank you um, that every time we come to your word, we can be guaranteed that we can see something new in it and it can come alive to us, Lord. And uh, I just really thank you that it, it speaks to us in our situations today. And Lord, I just pray that as we just come together to look at this concept of the Trinity, I pray that, Lord, we might just see something different, something new, that we'd be inspired again, and um, it would just uh, reassure us and reaffirm what we believe. And I just pray, Lord God, that your presence would be here as we're just having um, a discussion about this this evening. So we just lift up your name, Lord. We thank you that you love us and that you're here with us. Amen. Amen. Okay, so first of all, what I'd like you to do is to get into a little team of however many, and you've got some Play-Doh in front of you. Now, I want you, with this Play-Doh, <laughs> to depict the Trinity, okay? In some way or other, in your little group, right? You've got to think creative, abstract, and I want to see the best group display of the Trinity. <laughs> right, okay, so are we ready with our creations to explain? Yeah? Okay, so first of all, why doesn't this group start going to move that so you can see it a little bit better. Can you see that over there, this one? You might have to shimmy up. Can you, can you explain it to us? Off you go. Yeah, I've always explained the Trinity as a, a, like a three-leaf clover. Okay. Because if you get um, a three-leaf clover, you said here's, here's, here's clover, it's just clover, and yet there's three parts to it, mm. um, and, and yet it's still a clover leaf. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, one, it's all one, even though there's three parts. Nice, like it. Good, good stuff. Okay, this group over here, let's have a little look. It's nothing like that. No, it doesn't have to be. It's very interesting. <laughs> Tell us what... We, no, go on. Okay. All right. Okay, so like the three different... Yeah. Three different persons of the Trinity displayed. They're all together in the group. Yeah, that's one. (laughs) Excellent. I like it. Good. Brilliant. (laughs) Don't despair. I think it's great. Brilliant. This group, I don't know if you can see actually. Oh, look at this. (laughs) Now, this, I would never have looked at that and gone Trinity. Uh, However, explain away. Right. Can you not tell it's a tree? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can, I can, yep, yep. I see, yep, yep. Jesus and we've got the leaves. Okay, very good. All one. Three different parts to it. That's it. have different, like, they all do different things. They all do different things. Yes. Ah, oh, nice, that's great. I like it. I thought it looked like peacock-like, that's why. <laughs> 
right now that you said I was looking at it the wrong way around. <laughs> That's it. Very good. I'm very impressed, actually, um, by, by the Trinity Play-Doh um, efforts. That's fantastic. Okay, so... What I would have done, um, I hadn't even thought about what I would have done. Oh. How bad is that? <laughs> As the teacher, that's bad, isn't it? I should have a, a, um, a, a something already. Um, no, very good. Um, I think I'm not going to choose a winner. I think I'll do the whole, you all won. You're all winners in the Lord. Okay, this group won. <laughs> Um, I love a bit of abstract art. Okay, so let's just have a little think of Trinity. Um, this is the Elam fundamental truth. Now, Elam have got a number of fundamental truths, and one of them is um, the Trinity. So it says this, We believe that the Godhead exists co-equally and co-eternally in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that these three are one God, sovereign in creation, providence, and redemption. So basically, three persons, but one God. Okay, so three sort of separate entities but still one sovereign in creation meaning they ruled uh, in in creation all three providence is the idea that god is continually now still at work with us and involved in all created things and uh, redemption which obviously means the bringing you know redeeming us and bringing us back to himself um through jesus christ so that's our real and fundamental truth and that's what we would hold to and believe in so i've just put a few um, a few verses from the Old Testament there just to try and show us about the, the idea of Trinity because there's nowhere in the Bible that actually talks about the Trinity. You won't find the word Trinity and that's why it is a controversial thing um, and you will find some people saying that you know there isn't a Trinity and etc because there's no actual word in the Bible. Um, but Trinity just means three in oneness, a tri-unity, a three in oneness. Um, but there are several passages that we perhaps use to try and express this idea of God being one but in three. And I've just picked up the Old Testament, Testament here. And, uh, Deuteronomy, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We know that there is one God. Um, we are a monotheistic religion, not polytheistic. We have one God. Um, and yet when we look at something like Genesis 1.26, when it says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, you've got to ask the question, who's God speaking to? And I was saying this the other day in one of my sermons, I think, about the fact that, um, you know, a lot of people do think it's referring to the Trinity, that God is speaking to, you know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, like the three of them were there. They've always existed and they always will exist together. Some people want to say that it's angels, but um, I think that perhaps just from reading around and from scholars that actually maybe it wouldn't be angels just because angels weren't really involved in creation. It was God who created. So that would make more sense. And then um, Isaiah 63.10, yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Just put that there, just to show that distinctness that, you know, it's talking about grieving his, God's, you know, Holy Spirit. So sort of showing that distinct nature, perhaps, of those. Okay. Um, And then just to the New Testament there. Uh, We look at this passage in Matthew 3. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And I think this is a good example of showing us the three different persons performing three different activities. So you've got the Father who's speaking and the Spirit is descending 
on Jesus to empower the Son. So the Father speaks, the Spirit descends on Jesus, the Son. Um, so there's a good sort of display there of the three. And then 2 Corinthians again, may the grace of God Jesus, the Lord, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Again, just showing those three separate persons. Yeah. Person seems a weird word, doesn't it? But <laughs> so God in three persons, they're distinct. Okay, so the Father is not the Son or the Holy Spirit, um, and the Son is not the Holy Spirit. They are distinct, um, and yet they're still one. And the Holy Spirit, again, I think sometimes we, um, I don't know about your mind, but my mind, whenever I think of the Holy Spirit, I do think kind of quite, um, sometimes I, I, it feels like I'm thinking like ghosty, like spirit. You know, I can't help my mind, but actually it is, the Holy Spirit is a person as well. It could have been called, Bob or something. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be called that, but you know, like that would make me think of it more as a person. But the Holy Spirit is a person too. Holy Spirit is now with us on earth. That's the Spirit that empowers us now here, that we have the presence of God within us because of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so I just put that passage there in John. When the Counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father, He will testify about me. And of course, that is showing there the distinctness of the Holy Spirit being he, you know, a, a, a person. Okay, so we've got the idea then that you've got these three distinct persons, each person fully God. Okay, so God the Father is fully God, God the Son is, is fully God, and God the Holy Spirit is also fully God. And I think it's, it's easy for us to think God the Father is, is God. Yeah, I think we see that throughout Scripture the whole time. You know, Jesus goes and prays to his Father. Um, and then how do we know that Jesus himself, the Son, was fully God? Um, because, obviously, again, there's debate about that, um, about, you know, people would say that's not the case. But let's go to John 1, um, verses 1 to 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Um, and so we've got this idea here that Jesus, Jesus is the Word. In, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um, and so we have that idea of Jesus being right there at the very beginning. Okay? Um, and then the Holy Spirit... Uh, just a couple more verses there. Go f- and make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and, you know, of Angel Gabriel or anything else, okay? Um, it, you know, this is the Holy Spirit equal on a par with the Father and the Son together. Um, and then in this little passage here, and you'll know it quite well, but it's when Ananias... Um, you know, lied, and it said, Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you've lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You've not lied to men, but to God. And I think there, you've got that idea then that Peter's saying, look, you've lied to the Holy Spirit, and then at the end it says, you've not lied to man, you've lied to God. So the very fact that you've lied to the Holy Spirit means you've lied to God. So we can see that there's evidence in the Bible to suggest that all three are actually God, fully God. And it's not like there's a different, there's a different level. Okay. 
So just quickly before I get you to chat to one another. Um, so there's one God, three different persons in one. Um, and I guess here, just thinking about the, um, that they're one in purpose, they're one in agreement, they're one in essence, and they're one in uh, essential nature. Okay? And because of that reason, God is one God. Yeah? Okay, so what I want you to think now is, um, with this concept of the Trinity and this doctrine of the Trinity, what is it um, that makes it so difficult um, to get our heads around? And um, just thinking about what would the problems be that somebody might have or take issue with with believing in this idea of the Trinity. I remember at school I used to have constant (laughs) debates with my caretaker, um, who was Muslim, and couldn't get his head around the fact that, you know, I believed in this trinity of God being one, and yet Jesus suffering on the cross and a suffering God, and we used to have quite a few debates about that. So just have a chat amongst yourselves, and people might have said, you might never have counted anybody talking to you about the trinity, but you might have done. And what do you think would be the problem that a person would have in believing in this idea? Chat amongst yourselves. Give give you a break from listening to me. Okay, what do we think? What 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 are some of the problems or difficulties or what is it that we struggle or people might struggle with? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, is it? No. I know. Yeah. It's not kind of logical, is it? Because in the way of, um, yeah, we would. <laughs> no, and all one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, because like I am, um, I put forward here about um, how can we like, is there an analogy? How can we respond to people's difficulties? But whatever analogy we come up with, we always fall short, really, um, of trying to explain what the Trinity really is. Do you- Really, truly the concept of yeah. it, we understand it, we know it, but yeah. so we're, we're going to stand there in front of God and go, ah, yeah. that's what it means. Yeah. 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 Anyone else? Well, we're brought up with a concept that one is one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And to get your head around that it can be three as well. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like a clover leaf because it's a clover leaf and yet there's three segments to it. Yeah. And I, I find that's the easiest one I can get my head around. Yeah, that's right, yeah. The closest I can get to it. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
I know I used to um, trying to explain it to students in school, but like I said, the an analogy was never right because I used to talk about the fact that, you know, like I used to get them to think about the different roles that they played, um, like whether they were like a, a child and, and a sibling and a friend. They had three different functions, but they were still themselves. Um, but even that doesn't really cut it because they're still one person just expressing themselves in three different functions, whereas actually... God is three actual separate, separate beings. Um, have you thought? Have you ever come across any other analogies for the Trinity? Yeah. 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 In different ways. Yeah. Which is a better one, actually, yeah. Then, yeah. Because it, it is still water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, and that's it. It's all got its limitations, isn't it? Because although it's like the clover, it's like anything we're saying, it's still, they come together to be one, whereas... Like Jesus is like fully God, and the Holy Spirit is fully God. They don't just come together to make God. Um, so it is. It's so hard. It's so complex for us to get our heads around and trying to explain that to anybody. And that's why I think you know, um, whenever we have do you know evangelism or anything, you know, you don't go down the route of the Trinity, do you? <laughs> trying to sort of explain that in any hardcore way, you just talk about the Father God and Jesus the Son and. Holy Spirit, but um, because actually it is, it is quite difficult to to do that. Um, and so, yeah, analogies can still be be tricky. Um, I suppose what what in thinking what the Trinity is, it's quite good to know what it isn't. And some misunderstandings, some fancy words there. But modalism is one person in three different forms. So, some like we, before the analogy I was using about my, you know about us with different that would be more modalism, like you've got one person but in three different forms. Um, or tritheism, which is denying there's one God and actually saying there's three separate gods because God is one. Um, so I guess it's not that, uh, not those three, not those things. Um, but yeah, so I was just thinking, uh, again, just to get us to think a little bit, what are the different primary functions then of the persons in the Trinity relating to the world? So for example, why didn't the Holy Spirit send God the Father to die for our sin? Um, you know, why is it that they did what they did, each one of them? Okay, so have a little chat again amongst yourselves. What are the, the primary functions of, you know, Jesus the Son, God the Father, and then the Holy Spirit? And why wasn't it the other way round? Off you go. <laughs> Throw that little one out there for you to consider. So, different primary functions of the three persons of the Trinity. Anybody got any comments on that? Why wasn't it the other way round of like, you know, God the Father coming and... <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It had to be, it had to be Jesus, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that over here. 
about what, what happened when Christ was on the cross. What did God do? God the Father. And yet Christ was on the cross and was God. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, yeah. And God, and nor could God the Father. Yeah, exactly. And it was only Jesus that came down and took on human form. Yeah. Could that that's a good question though, but yeah. Why was it yeah, Jesus? And that's true. But would that yeah I suppose could have changed if it had been the Holy Spirit come down as other thoughts (laughs) other than being a little bit baffled and confused Um, let's have a little look at some of the things that I might thought might might mean something Um, two different functions I just thought about two places of creation and redemption so I put up some verses there about creation but you've got God the Father who spoke the creative words but God the Son carries out the creative um, stuff Okay, so all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made, meaning the Son, Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit is there, sustaining and manifesting God's immediate presence in his creation. So maybe three different functions of the Godhead in creation can be seen. Um, And then you've got redemption. So God the Father sends his Son, Jesus, um, and then the Father and Son together send um, the Holy Spirit. So God the Father is the one who suppose sort of plans it and sends his son um, and Jesus then obeys and accomplishes that redemption for us and then Jesus ascends obviously and they send the Holy Spirit um, down to us now for our own spiritual lives um, to empower us and to sanctify us Uh, so I guess the father has the authority to plan and direct um, and both the father and the son direct the Holy Spirit However, they are still equal. So even though there's that kind of, um, they're subordinate in their roles, that doesn't mean that it's not, they're not equal together, even though it's the Father that sends the Son and then the Father and the Son send the Holy Spirit. Um, just because there's that subordinate role doesn't mean they're not equal. Um, so I don't think the father, the father couldn't die instead of Jesus the Son because the Father is, I think, the director and the sender um, and the roles that each have can't be reversed but they were planned out from the outset um yeah okay so all eternity the father is the father all of eternity the son is the son and all of eternity the holy spirit is the holy spirit and those relationships are eternal 
and they exist together. Um, it says in Ephesians 1, 3 to 4, that it speaks about Jesus before the foundation of the world. Um, and so I guess in creation we see this. I'm not going to put that slide up just yet. Um, so the functions of Father, Spirit, um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and they are that eternal relationship. All right. Um, I want us to just have a little think now then about explaining this Trinity and thinking about the three different three different persons being one. And I'm going to give you some paper <laughs> and some pencils. And what I want you to try and do is I want you, and you can actually do this in your group if you want to, or you can just do it individually. Um, I want you to try and create a, a, a symbol that would explain the Trinity to somebody with all those different problems that can occur. So think about that and think about drawing something that would be able to explain how they coexist together and they're equal, but they're one. They're not three separate things. Okay. A little bit like your clothes, I suppose, but um, don't use that one. <laughs> try and use... Try. <laughs> yeah, a different group can. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, do you need some pencils? Okay, have a go. If someone said to you, you know, they were, they were really struggling with trying to get the, um, try and get a hold of what this Trinity idea is, then what would, what, how would you draw it to try and explain those difficulties that we've been having? Okay, shall we see your um, masterpieces? Shall we start with this one? Can you see? Boys? <laughs> okay. Right, so just explain this to us, ladies. Well, they're always interconnected. No one's higher than the other. And whatever function they're doing, whether, say, we think, I was thinking of, like, the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus when he was being coming up out of the water to be baptised, God is still there he's saying this is my son in whom I am well pleased but just keep it saying that Jesus and the Holy Spirit you know what I mean? mm. but they're always they're always there yeah. and so they've got separate functions but they're always overlapping there's always that bit in there mm. what it's trying to do mm. oh, they like that <laughs> they like it, it's yeah. good yeah <laughs> nice, okay, right let's have a little look at this one I'm just going to uh... They like, they like it, they like it. Yeah. So what we've got, God the Father, the centre. Holy Spirit, Jesus. Is there any reason why they're in that order? No. Nope. <laughs> Just randomly. <laughs> okay, yeah, God the Father. And yet all together in one circle. Yep. Lovely. Good stuff. And you guys, can I... I'm not, I know what this looks like, but it might not actually be that. Oh, no, it is. Right, okay. Oh, what's in here? Oh, yeah. Very good. Can you explain? <laughs> in the donkey voice, please. <laughs> so it is an onion, yeah? Yeah. Right. Oh, you know what that's from? Shrek. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> Sorry, I was going down there. I'm like an onion, I've got legs, I can't carry on. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nutrition is it? Nutrition would be out of the, 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 inner, the inner layers of the actual food that we are eating. And the flesh. The flesh, and then the, the juice of this uh, thing, the Holy Spirit, which is all part of Jesus Christ. Oh, it makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> and it tastes good. <laughs> so it's lots of things. <laughs> Good, excellent stuff. Well done, class. I'm impressed. <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, this is my little diagram. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to take credit for it because I actually didn't come up with it. Um, this is a, some theologian's diagram um, of the, the relationship. And it's one circle. I don't know how well you can see. Oh, yeah, you can see that. So one circle. But the lines aren't solid. Um, so it's purposeful that the lines are dotted. Um, to indicate this personal relationship. There's not a division between the three. They're all one. And so the dotted lines sort of show that interpersonal relationship. So three distinct, but together, each person fully um, God. Okay, full and holy God. So the circle itself represents God, um, God's being, while the dotted lines represent a form of personal existence other than a difference in being. I don't know. Does that help? Is that good? Maybe. <laughs> I can't. I, I shouldn't know who actually came up with that. Um, so, kind of, finally, before I say any other questions, um, I want to throw this question out to you, which is, why is it so important to believe in the doctrine of the Trinity? And what difference does it make to our lives? So, if someone said to you, okay, well, yeah, you know, um, you know tell, tell me about your faith and why it is actually the Trinity is such an important thing to believe in. Why do we have to believe that all three are um, fully God? Again, have a little chat amongst yourselves. Why is it so important for us to have the doctrine of the Trinity and believe in the doctrine of the Trinity? That all three persons are fully God and one. Why is that so important? Because we could have a faith that says, yeah, we've got all three, but they're not fully God. So why would that be a problem? You know, what? Why would it? Just, just then. Um, I just said. Um, <laughs> I just said, just have a think because you know what? What would be the problem? Like, you know, we could have a faith that just said, yeah, we've got the Father, we've got the Son and the Holy Spirit, but actually, it's only God the Father that's God. The Son and Spirit—they're not fully God. But what's the problem if we go down that line? That's what I'm saying. Why do they have to both all be fully God? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Because Bible says so. <laughs> that's it. That's fine. End of lesson. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I see the Holy Spirit as the one who sort of dwells within us. The Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us, who makes us bold to be in witness. That's why I think being a Christian and coming to salvation is one thing and being baptised in the Holy Spirit is another because I think being baptised in the Holy Spirit enables a different boldness a different empowering um, that's, how, that's the line I would go down um, so that you know once we've found God and we've found salvation and we've been baptised in water I think that's 
you know, being a Christian, but I think then to be have the experience of the Spirit actually coming upon you is 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 different. Um, but yeah, so we would we just were talking then about you know the Spirit being for today. When you're saying because like there's some people that say the Spirit's not for today, it's it was for back then, and yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't see evidence of that. And I, and I think from experiential evidence as well um, that the Spirit moves. And I think the Spirit is God here on earth with us. So that the Spirit would still be moving and breathing here with us. Yeah, that's right. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live out our, our daily lives. Also, Jesus sent, like, Jesus said, coming. That's right. Yeah. why there's different expressions different denominations isn't there and that's really what it's often boils down to and based you know on how we're living our life whether it's the holy spirit yeah empowering us um so why then is it important for us to believe in the trinity why is it so important that all three are fully god Yeah. Mm. And Jesus. So yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to just believe in one part, you're weakening the God. Yeah. We need all three. Yeah. Yeah, we do. But could, could, why did like Jesus have to be God? I suppose if you think about, why couldn't Jesus just be a righteous man? Yeah. And, uh, and, and somebody had no, nobody imperfect. That's right. In that, yeah. Yeah. So somebody could have paid the price. Yeah. And it had to be a perfect yeah. being. That perfect person. Yeah. So it would have to be God. Yeah. It couldn't have just a good person as a substitute because <coughs> um, we were never good enough. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It was never no. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's it. And I think, you know, if we ever get 
somebody asking us, well, why, you know, do all three have to be God? I think, I think that's it. They do. Otherwise, what they did and what they came to accomplish doesn't accomplish it. Um, because like you said, yeah, that's right. Because we can't fulfill that. Um, and so that's exactly kind of what a little list here I've got, the importance of the doctrine. Um, I, I put about the atonement, you know, the, t- the atonement's at stake. If Jesus is merely just a created being, not fully God, it's hard to see how then he can bear the weight of our sin and take our place and be the substitute and the sacrifice because could anyone other than God really save us? Well, no, no. So it had to be God that came to, to the cross. Um, uh, justification by faith alone is threatened if we deny Christ's full deity. Can we trust anyone other than God to completely save us? Can we put our salvation, our trust in anything else? No, we can't. Therefore, you know, Christ had to be God because that's what we're called to put our trust in and that's how we are saved by Jesus Christ. Um, And then I put about worship because uh, if Jesus isn't God, then we shouldn't pray to Jesus and we shouldn't worship Jesus. Um, But we do. And the New Testament commands us to, um, in Philippians, it talks about that. So if we're called to worship Christ, then he must be God. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be worshipping something that wasn't God. Um, then I just put about the created being. If Christ is a created being and has the ability to um, save us, salvation is attributed then to a creature rather than God. Uh, a little bit like I was saying before about um, justification by faith alone. But if that was the case, yeah. You know, Christ is created like we are created, then surely he wouldn't have the ability to save us. Um, and then I put independence and personal nature of God is at stake. If there's no Trinity, then there were no interpersonal relationship within the being of God. So there's that relationship there in, in, the, in the very nature of the being of God before creation, um, which I think is lovely. And, and without personal relationships, it's difficult to see how then God would be genuinely personal or, um, or be without the need for a creation to relate to. So because God is personal, like that trinity shows God being personal and relational and therefore that is why, you know, he relates to us as a personal relational God and we see that um, in the trinity. So I think that the nature of God could be at stake if we see them not fully as God. And then finally, the unity of the universe, perhaps, okay, is at stake. If there's no perfect plurality and perfect unity in God himself, um, then we have no basis, perhaps, for thinking there can be any ultimate unity among the diverse elements of the universe either. So that's just something to have a little think about there, the unity of the universe. Okay, so that's kind of the Trinity in a nutshell. (laughs) It, it could have, it, we could look at the Trinity probably all year, <laughs> but um, just try to deduce it down a little bit and, and just get it to a place where we can think about it. But I think, you know, it is one of those doctrines that people ask, well, I know people have asked me about it before and, and do find it complicated to get uh, the heads around, but I think that might just give us a little bit of a, um, maybe just arm us with a little bit of extra info and, and why it's so important as well uh, to, and fundamental to our faith for holding on to the belief of three persons in one. Questions or comments? Or little extras? <laughs> Other than going... <laughs> 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 ah, mind overload. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> it's like the students at school, they always used to say that. We want Play-Doh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Sunday service. I don't know how that would go down. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, it probably would. It probably would. That's it, exactly. Okay. Um, I don't know if anyone... I have got um, a little... Uh, like a little handout sheet of my notes but um, I haven't copied it but um, if anyone did want that then I could copy it for you if it was something you wanted to have a look at in your own time and mull over okay good stuff Nigel can I ask you to close in prayer well we just thank you that we've been able to hear about your word and your doctrine and your truth tonight we thank you Lord for for teaching us these things. We thank you, Lord, that you're such a great God and you encompass so much. Lord, we pray that you'll continue to have our understanding of, of what it means to, to have you as our Father and our Son and the Holy Spirit there as well. We pray, Lord, that you continue to give us that insight. And Lord, we do pray that when people uh, come our way and, and maybe ask those type of questions that we've been thinking about tonight, that you would then quicken our minds to be able to to, to say what, what is in your word and to explain your word. So Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We pray that you'll just be with us as we go out this week and Lord, that we'll be able to be a good witness for you wherever we are this week. We ask this in your name. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.